Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 305. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening and thank you once again for downloading. First time listeners, we're glad you found us. We hope you enjoy the show and become regular listeners. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the battle for your online shopping dollars with the launch of Amazon Prime, the new smartphones from Oppo, and why Apple was fined $9 million. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the TCL X4 4K Smart TV, a retro keyboard that's like an old typewriter, and the camera that will let you see and talk to your dog and give them treats even when you're not home. And we're going to wrap things up with your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show for you, so let's jump straight in. Amazon launched here six months ago, amazon.com.au. It was back in December. And they've launched something else. They've launched Amazon Prime. This is a membership program that comes with several benefits. Around the world, Amazon has more than 100 million members of this uh, membership program. It's called Amazon Prime. It's already available in 17 countries around the world. And now Australia is included. I think we got it the fastest of any country after six months of Amazon being in Australia, Amazon Prime was launched here, which, uh, which, from what I believe, is the fastest launch of Amazon Prime once Amazon was established in that particular country. So that's a little badge of honour for us. So what's the benefits of being in Amazon Prime? Well, the most uh, the most important one, I think, for many people is fast, not only fast delivery, but free delivery on millions of items, not only locally, but also international items as well. We'll talk about that in a moment and how, if you cast your mind back, remember Amazon said that by, from July 1, we would be, Australian shoppers would not be able to ship items from Amazon US. Well, this may very well prove a loophole, but we'll talk about that in a minute. The cost of Amazon Prime is six ninety nine a month, but they are having a, an introductory price of four ninety nine a month. There's also a free 30-day trial if you want to give it a try. You can either choose the six or the four nine nine a month, which is the cheaper price, or pay fifty nine bucks for the year. Which, if you pay monthly four ninety nine, or pay your one off fifty nine dollar payment, you're going to save a dollar. I think if you go the annual payment, because the four nine nine times twelve uh, is sixty bucks. So uh, your choice right there. But membership does have its privileges. 
And we're not talking just about having fast, free delivery, not only from if you're ordering Amazon.com.au. So by fast, we mean two business days. So that's pretty quick. So with Prime expedited delivery, 90% of Australians will receive their packages in that time, two business days. There are They will deliver, of course, to all the, the major centres, as well as major regional centres as well. Fast, free delivery is not only for customers in Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, Canberra, but also Hobart, Perth, plus regional centres like Shepparton, Toowoomba, Wagga, Albury-Wodonga, Bendigo, Gold Coast, Gosford, and Newcastle. So you qualify to get the fast, free delivery. But it doesn't end there. There's quite a lot to, to get out of this membership. And the first of that is Amazon Prime Video. This is a streaming service. Uh, it's like a miniature version of Netflix. They're Amazon's own version of Netflix. And includes some pretty interesting shows, including The Grand Tour, which is uh, hosted by the former members of, the, uh, of Top Gear. There's also a uh, critically acclaimed show called The Man in the High Castle and American Gods. That's another show based on the Neil Gaiman book. Uh, and there's also a show coming up called Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, starring John Krasinski. So if you're an Amazon Prime Video member, you'll be able to watch all of those programs as part of that $4.99 a month membership. Uh, there is more. Amazon Prime Reading. If you're if you're an avid reader and you do have an e-reader, naturally Amazon owns Kindle. Uh, so if you've got a Kindle, Amazon Prime Reading allows you to uh, read access more than a thousand e-books on your Kindle or on an app. So it's up to you, or e-reader, or Fire tablet, or on your phone, or on your your tablet as well. Twitch Prime is another another part of the membership. This is a, a gaming network. You get access to free games as well as in-game currency for some of the big games, including the game everyone's talking about, Fortnite, uh, even uh, access to Call of Duty World War Two, And uh, you will get a Twitch channel subscription every 30 days uh, and all these other benefits that go with it. Twitch is a, is a gaming network, so you can watch other people play games and play games yourself, and it's all happening. Uh, you can also, too, if, you're a, if you are ordering games or any titles that are launched on a certain date, Amazon Prime guarantees you'll receive the da- that game on the date of release. So if you order, say, for example, Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, which I believe hits shelves on October 12th, so if you were to order that on Amazon Prime, you would receive the game on, on, on October 12th. It wouldn't be sent to you on October 12th. You would have it on October 12th, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's also access to a number of exclusive shopping deals, so deals just for uh, Prime members, so you'll have exclusive access to those. Uh, and as I mentioned, there are there is access to the international stores, and the free shipping includes shipping items from the US. So remember when I earlier said that if you casted your mind back, Amazon said from July 1, GST, two hard basket, we're not shipping to Australia. Well, this is, I think this is a little bit of a loophole here. So if you are an Amazon Prime customer, there will be millions of items you'll have access to, including from the US, that'll be available They'll, even though they're probably shipped from the US, you'll be able to see them on Amazon.com.au, but they'll still be shipping from the US. And you even get, 
if you spend more than 49 US dollars on that particular item, it will be shipped free from the US or whatever country it's coming from. So that's another added bonus right there. Now, you've got to remember, this comes not long after eBay set up its own membership system called eBay Plus. They've just finished a massive sales weekend where they were selling Dysons for up to 30% off. And I think the Samsung S9 phone was 38% off. The GoPro Hero 6 was 36% off. I would have told you this in the last podcast, but eBay only told us this the night before this sale started. So the sale ended uh, this this weekend that's just gone by. So if you uh, if you did read Tech Guide, though, on Saturday morning uh, a few days ago, you would have heard about this sale. But this is just an example of how eBay is going head-to-head with Amazon battling for your online shopping dollars. So a lot of competition there. Competition's good. And the winners, most of the time, all the time, you could say, is the customer. Because if they can give you the better deals, they're going to attract more customers. So uh, eBay also has uh, includes retailers as well, more than 30,000 retailers, as a matter of fact, including uh, retailers like Maya, Target, and the good guys. So don't think it's eBay as people just flogging their secondhand stuff. eBay allows you to buy a lot of brand new stuff. There's stores on there, uh, and and some some as big as Maya and Target and the good guys, as I mentioned. So the, it's a battle royale now for your online shopping dollar. Will Amazon Prime get their members uh, their member count up? Are you an eBay customer, and are you already an eBay Plus member? We'd love to know. Hit us up on Twitter. Send us a voice bite as well. You can actually uh, click, click on the record button on the Tech Guide website, and that will allow you to instantly record uh, your comments, which we're happy to play on the next Tech Guide podcast. But if you want to read more about Amazon Prime and eBay Plus, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Well, Oppo's been a little busy in the last few days launching smartphones. It all started last week where they had a, a launch at the Louvre in, in Paris and they launched their new flagship product, the Find X. X as in the Roman numeral for 10. So I don't know whether you pronounce it the Find 10, Find X. I'm going to find out this week. I've got a meeting with the, the guys at Oppo and I'll be asking them that question. But this device is, at first glance, you think, yeah, it's another smartphone, all screen on the front. But this has got a couple of little little hidden features, some intelligent, different features that you won't find on any other smartphone. When you first look at this device, you'll see that, it, yes, it has a 6.42-inch screen. It's got a 19.5 by 9 screen, so longer than an 18 by 9 screen. The display takes up... of the front of the device. So they call that the screen to display, screen to body ratio is 93.8. So it's just the, the front of the phone is virtually all screen. So how do they do that? Where do they put the camera, the front facing camera, or even the back, the rear camera for that matter? That's a really good question. And that is probably the new and most interesting feature of the Find X, and that is this slide-up camera system. So when you're you're holding the phone in your hand, the top portion of the phone, the middle portion, slides up to reveal the front-facing camera and also the rear-facing camera. So you can take your selfie or take your main picture. It it pops up in just a a split second, but 
it is hidden from view. When you don't need it, it's it's not there. So that means you get more screen. So there's no notch, no need to have a notch because the camera is hidden away when it's not being used. So a really interesting system here. And we, time will tell whether other companies will actually imitate this. This is a first for a smartphone and a really interesting move by Oppo, who is positioning themselves as being the not only the top mid-tier they want to they want to be the top mid-tier phone manufacturer phone phone uh, vendor but they're also looking at cutting apple and samsung's grass as well and then some other companies around up at the top end as well and, and this this find x device might may, may just be their uh, their entry ticket into the contest uh, it's powered by a Qualcomm Snapdragon 845 processor got a massive 8 gigabytes of ram 256 gig of on on board storage as well. So spec wise, it's going toe to toe with the, your iPhones and Samsung devices. Uh, and of course, there's the camera. The camera is a 25 megapixel front camera and rear dual 16 megapixel and 20 megapixel cameras. And not only do you get the cameras, but you also get 3D face recognition using their 3D structured light module. So what happens here is that similar to the iPhone 10, where it projects uh, in the in Oppo's case, it projects 15,000 dots to construct this precise 3D model of your face. So accuracy is down to a millimeter. So it can do really good uh, facial recognition to unlock your device. It also helps you take better selfies as well. Oppo is all about the having the beauty mode happening and taking cool selfies. Well, the 3D smart selfie capture feature can intelligently analyze your face and then provide suggestions on how you can make yourself look better. So if you want to take some good selfies, then the Find X is probably the way to go. Also on board uh, is AI scene recognition through the camera, so it can identify objects and optimize the image. But it can also recognize multiple objects in the same image. So there's a lot of scenario combinations going on here. So, for example, it'll recognize snow, pets, food, beaches, buildings, all in the same image. So it's even more intelligent. Uh, than just a single scenario identification, which we've seen with other devices. The Find 10 is uh, running Android 8.1. It's also running Oppo's Color OS 5.1, which looks a lot like the Apple iOS. Uh, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, as they say. Oppo's also launched uh, a partnership with Lamborghini, the supercar brand. There's also a Lamborghini edition of the Fine 10. They will be available in two other colours, the Bordeaux Red, Glacier Blue. Pricing and availability yet to be determined uh, for Australia, but I think this is going to be obviously a flagship device, so it's not going to be your $500 phone. This is going to be a little bit more expensive than that. But that isn't all Oppo has launched. They also unveiled the R15 and the R15 Pro. Now, outwardly, these phones almost look identical. The only difference is that the R15 Pro has a slightly better camera, uh, slightly better processor, uh, and just subtle differences like that. Uh, These devices were announced uh, just this week. And interestingly, the R15 Pro also comes with an offer for a trip to Bali. So if you want to buy the R15 Pro, you can for uh, $1,579, which is 
the price of a flagship phone, let's say, it's about the price, I think it's entry-level price for an iPhone ten, and a little bit more expensive than a, a Samsung. So if you, you pay $1,579, not only do you get the R15 Pro, but also a three-day stay at a Bali luxury resort. So the R15 Pro on its own is just $779, but if you want to pay the additional 800 you get the trip to Bali out of it as well. So interesting offer there. It's only open to the first 50 customers. It could very well have gone already. Pre-orders have already started. Official online sale begins July 2nd. So do your best there if you want a trip to Bali and a cool new phone at the same time. There might be a deal there for you. But in terms of the specs, both devices, the R15 and the R15 Pro, have a 6.28-inch OLED display, resolution of 2280 by 1080, and a screen-to-body ratio of 89%, which is pretty good. Not quite Find 10, Find X, uh, the, the same level of screen-to-body ratio. Not in the sort of same territory as that flagship device, but not far behind. Uh, one of the, the features that uh, Oppo is pretty proud of with the R15 Pro is its improved dual-lens camera. 20 megapixel and 16 megapixel AI on board as well, but it is using Sony's brand new IMX519 sensor. So quality of your images are going to be pretty good right there. Uh, the devices are p- powered, well, the Pro is powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 660 processor. The R15, interestingly, has a larger battery, 3450 milliamp hours. The R15 Pro has 3400 milliamp hours, only 50 less. But they do both support flash charging, which is uh, will, can, can get you back up to 100% pretty quickly. The R15 is priced at 659 and the R15 Pro, 779 That's without the trip to you want the trip to Bali, you're going to kick in a little bit more. But uh, it will be available outright from JB, the good guys, Officeworks, Retrovision, or Woolworths Mobile. There will also be plans available through Woolworths Mobile, Optus, Vodafone, and Telstra starting from the 9th of July. Telstra will get it on the 14th of August. All the prices for those plans are on our story on Tech Guide. You can even read that story, see the images of the R15, R15 Pro, and you can also check out the Oppo Find X or Find 10, whatever they want to call it. I'm going to call it Find X for now. But both of those stories are right there for you to read at techguide.com.au. Moving on to Apple. And they're in the news for, this isn't the typical thing that Apple is in the news for, uh, but it was an interesting story nonetheless. They're not releasing a new product. They're not showing uh, any kind of updates to their operating systems. The story is about them being fined $9 million in the federal court for breaching Australian consumer law. Now, this goes back to 2015, when there were cases reported of Australian customers who were refused free service when they detected a third-party repairer had worked on the device. Now, what happened here was that even if the the fault was unrelated to the third-party repair, Apple was refusing service. ACCC, the Australian Consumer and Competition Commission, took issue with this and decided to take Apple to court. 
and they also had the testimony of at least 275 Australian customers uh, who in-store and online were were told they were not entitled to repair in these circumstances. So the incidents happened between February 2015 and February 2016. Apple, as the federal court found just last week, found that they were in breach of Australian consumer law, which says that if a customer... Uh, if, a, if a product is faulty, customers are legally entitled to a, repla- a repair, replacement or a refund. And Apple was found to be in breach of this. And uh, the commissioner said that despite Apple being a U.S. company, a multinational parent company, they are responsible for the conduct, conduct of its Australian subsidiary and they do need to comply with Australian consumer law or, as we found, they'll face a triple C action. Now, there was another problem here where the the issue back with the third-party repairers was compounded when the there were, there were some customers who had a third-party repair. Um, we're talking a repair of a, of a part that might have been a genuine part, but it was done outside of an Apple store. So the screw in that part was turned by someone outside of Apple, a third-party, a kiosk, and a shopping center, or wherever it happened to be. And what had happened here, there were some cases where the parts, if the phones that had these third-party repairs, and, and there were some cases where they were not genuine parts, they, were, they found that when, a, when the latest iOS update at that time was run, that the, these, those particular devices were bricked. So those devices with the third-party repairs were bricked by error 53. And the phone just would not work. It just froze with error 53 on the screen. And when the customers went into the Apple stores, they said, well, sorry, it's your own fault because you use a third-party repairer. And that was part of this action. The ACCC uh, included these people in that action. And we've since seen that that Apple was fined $9 million for breaching Australian consumer law over that. Now, they were told that they had to pay the ACCC's legal costs and they also had to agree to improve staff training about warranties and also update on their website their return policy uh, that to ensure that it complies with ACL Australian Consumer Law and into the, and and to make sure into the future this doesn't happen again. A costly episode there for Apple nine million dollars and look everyone's saying well. It's a drop in the bucket. Apple's worth nearly a trillion dollars, they're saying. So what's $9 million? Well, it's $9 million. It's still significant. I think the fact that not only the monetary fine, but also Apple being found in breach of Australian consumer law, uh, that was slightly damaging there as well. But Apple has agreed to comply, and they've, they've agreed to address their staff and train their staff and also update their policies on their website as well. You want to read more about that story, Apple's $9 million fine, you can find it at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Now, we all love public Wi-Fi. We find it everywhere in cafes and at airports and plenty of different places. But without the right protection, your personal information could become public. There's been plenty of vulnerabilities found that show that attackers can intercept data transmitted across a Wi-Fi network. 
some of this personal information that's transmitted over the internet or even stored on your device, things like your passwords, credit cards, and more, these could all become vulnerable. All this personal information can be used to, to commit identity theft or access your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to helping you keep your valuable data safe. Norton Wi-Fi Privacy encrypts the personal information you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log on. Help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi Privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. All righty. First up on our reviews for Tech Guide, episode 305, is the TCL 55-inch X4 4K TV. It's a bit of a mouthful, but it is a really nice television. TCL, massive manufacturer out of China, uh, the, the, the company that proves that you don't have to spend massive money to get a decent product. They've shown that quality and value can go hand in hand, and they've demonstrated that with the X4 QLED TV. That's right, you heard QLED, similar technology that, that, that Samsung uses in their top-of-the-line TV. So the technology, similar there, allows for greater picture quality, improved and accurate colour, and increased contrast levels, which means better black levels. The device that we had a look at, the X4, was the 55-inch model, and it had a 55-inch screen, naturally, but also along the bottom, it had Harman Kardon speakers as well. So you're getting good audio as well as good video quality, but we'll talk about the speakers in a moment. The TCL TV uses that quantum dot technology, similar to Samsung, as we said, and it does work really well to enhance the picture. The display was really bold and warm, impressive without being pumped up. You know how some TVs, the brightness is artificial? It looks like you're watching a cartoon rather than real life. What I liked about the TCL is that everything looked pretty natural. It wasn't trying too hard to oversaturate the reds and the greens and the blues. It looked pretty cool. Uh, it also did a nice job with the sharpness and clarity, especially when we were watching 4K movies. Don't forget, this has got 4K resolution. So if you're watching 4K discs or 4K on Netflix, you're going to see that improved quality. Black levels were impressive. Nothing like you'd see on a Samsung QLED TV or nowhere near an LG OLED TV, but still pretty impressive nonetheless. Now, what helps with its black levels, and they, they were respectable, believe me. They, they, they weren't terrible. They just weren't quite up to Samsung and LG standards, but still good nonetheless. What helps with those black levels is local dimming. That's this precision light control that happens behind the screen to increase the contrast ratio in real time. So it can handle the lighter and darker areas of the screen in real time. So it reads what the scene requires and, and lightens and darkens the screen in response, which helps improve those black levels, as we mentioned. Also on board, HDR Premium. So you're getting the brightest brights and the darkest dark colors and all the detail in between. We were watching plenty of movies with dark scenes, still plenty of detail, even in the brightness, bright scene after a dark scene, there was still plenty of detail for your eye to watch. This has got a 200 hertz refresh rate too, so a good TV if you love watching fast-paced action or sports, 
Uh, we watched plenty of sport on our X4 when we had it for review. And there wasn't too much juddering. There was some, if you know what to look for. But I think uh, everyone will probably sort of, it, it's pretty negligible, the, the amount of juddering that you'd see. So definitely not a deal breaker there. Hardly noticeable, but it was still there, just, just not massively noticeable. But the other important feature of this device is its operating system. And that operating system, some of you may have it on your phone already. It's Android. It's got an Android OS on board, so you get the same kind of look and feel as you would on your mobile device, as well as having features like Google Assistant. You also have Chromecast built in because that's a Google product as well, so you can stream stuff from your phone directly to the TV. That's also handy. Uh, if you want to use Google Assistant, there is a microphone button on the remote, so you can just start talking, uh, ask it the questions, ask away. And, of course, there's the Google Play version, uh, the, the Google Play Store or the TV version of the Google Play Store that will allow you to access apps like Netflix, Stan, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, many more, as well as games and all these other apps that you can access. So content-wise, there's no shortage of stuff that you can download and watch here, especially if you're a Netflix or Stan user. YouTube, you can watch all day and night. You can also view that on the TCL X4. Priced at $2,199, again, I think that's one of its best features is its value. Now, the sound I was talking about, the Harman Kardon speakers are surprisingly good. So normally, a lot of customers, because it's a really flat TV, the sound isn't the best. And a lot of these customers opt to get a sound bar. With the X4, that's not necessary. The Harman Kardon speakers are really impressive. So you'll be surprised, pleasantly surprised at the audio quality you get, as well as the, vis- the, the picture quality you get at the same time. So a really nice package at an attractive, affordable price. The TCL 55-inch X4, priced at $2,199. You can read our complete review at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we've got a really interesting product. It's called the Rymec, R-Y-M-E-K, Rymec Retro Bluetooth Typewriter Keyboard. You heard that right, a Bluetooth keyboard that looks like a typewriter. Now, why would you want to do that? It's a blast from the past. I've got to say, it was really fun to use. For those of you old enough to remember even what a typewriter is, take a look at the pictures on our story on Tech Guide. The Rymec Typewriter Keyboard, a typewriter looks like that. It's got keys that move. Uh, they, they, you hear the clickety clack of the of the keys. Uh, there's even a little a little bar on the side that used to that used to take you to the next line, and a little knob on the other side that can control. On an old typewriter, used to control the position of the paper, but in this instance, it can control the volume. There is a little bracket on the back of the keyboard so you can fit your iPad or other tablet or phone, and then Bluetooth connect to that device so you can type away rather than using your on-screen keyboard. Really fun product to use. We actually found out about this through Indiegogo. The company's uh, product was listed there, and they had they were they met their target by more than five hundred percent. So they went five times over their target, so it exceeded its initial uh, target by five hundred percent. We we were lucky enough to get a hold of a review unit, and uh, the the review that we actually published was actually typed out on the Rymec the Rymec Old School Bluetooth Typewriter Keyboard. Now, the keys have a real mechanical feel to them. There's a fair amount of travel in them, if you know what I mean. If When you press a button, the amount of distance it moves, that's the travel. The, you know, a normal keyboard on a, on a computer, it would have like one millimeter of travel. 
in this instant has had like several up to a centimeter of travel and for the, for those who are not used to typing on keys that can travel that far it did take a bit of getting used to for people who like to type really quickly because your finger actually moves quite a fair way down into into the keyboard so you got to that takes a little bit of getting used to but it was a lot of fun for those of you who are old enough to even remember a typewriter you're going to look at this and have a little smile on your face it's going to take you back but now you have the opportunity to use it with your modern products everything old is new again the Rymec Bluetooth Mechanical Keyboard. Now, it does have a wired mode as well, so you can connect it to a PC. So if you want to connect this to a desktop computer, you can using a cable. It'll work with a Windows or Linux PC. Uh, if you want to connect Bluetooth, so you can connect it to your devices To uh, It supports iOS devices, Android devices, so that's Android phones and tablets, iPhones and iPads. Mac and Windows is in Bluetooth mode. It also works as well if you want to use it as a wireless keyboard with your Mac or with your your computer, your Mac Windows computer as well, uh, and again the sound of this thing. If you if you like quiet typing, that's not what you get with this product. That's not what it's designed to do. You have quite it's quite loud when you're typing, but that's the whole idea of it. Is uh, when when a typewriter was loud, that's what happened. Uh, the Rymec really brings brings all those memories flooding back. It's got a 2,000 milliamp hour lithium ion battery, lasts about 50 hours on a single charge. It can also support up to three Bluetooth devices at once, so you can switch between a phone, tablet, or a computer. Up to you. Just press one, two, or three, and it'll take you. It'll pair you to that device. Uh, it's going to be available in two colours. The colour we had was the classy black, which had the sort of the caramel coloured keys, uh, and there's all, all the copper coloured keys, and there's also caramel white, which is a little white uh, body with uh, with caramel coloured keys. It's available now. It's a one hundred, not a thousand, one hundred and ninety nine US dollars. Uh, still discounts available for early birds on the Indiegogo page. So check it out if you want to step back in time with the Rymec typewriter Bluetooth keyboard combined. The new technology with some old school design. It is really nicely built. Check that out. If you want to see some pictures and read our review, you know where to find that. Techguide.com.au. Now, all you dog owners, you're going to love this one. I'm a dog owner. I've got two Dalmatians. I, I do uh, they're, they're brothers, the Ziggy and Logan. Ziggy's six, Logan's four. They are brothers, different litters, but same mum and dad. So they're bros, my, my two dogs. And every every dog owner will agree that if you've got a dog, they're part of your family. And when you're not with them, you miss them. And when you're not there, they miss you. So here's a product, the Furbo Dog Camera, that allows you to check in on them, even talk to them remotely. Not only that, it also allows you to give them a treat or two from anywhere you can connect. Now, the device is about 22.5 centimetres tall. There's a full HD camera at the top. There's also a dispenser at the bottom. In the bottom third, there's uh, it, uh, the opening is about the size of a ten cent piece. So if you've got treats with about a that are about a, a centimeter diameter, they will fit out of this. So what it actually does is not only can you see your dog, hear your dog, talk to your dog, but you can also give it a treat. You press the little treat icon on the app, and you hear this little mechanism, and out pops a couple of treats. So your dog knows that if they're talking to you, if they're near this, this device, they might get some food. So it's a really good way to sort of comfort your dog. Maybe it's uh, lonely and or the, it, it's you want to check in on the dog to see if it's okay. You can talk to it. When it comes up to the, to the Furbo, you can give them a little treat as well. 
It's really nice. It's pretty clear too. It's uh, full HD. It's also got infrared night vision too, so you can check on check in at any time of the day or night, uh, and uh, and also give them those treats as well. The top of, uh, has got a bamboo cover on top, and that's where you pour in your little treats. It's got a special mechanism built in, so it tosses the treats to reward them, or if you want to play a little game with them. Uh, you can also receive real-time alerts. There's a dog, there's a barking alert. So if it hears your dog barking, that could mean something's wrong. So it can give you a notification for you to, to, to say, okay, your dog's barking, you might want to check in. You can instantly then look through the camera to see what's troubling them. That is, uh, that's, you can adjust the sensitivity of that as well. If your dog tends to bark a lot, you don't want to be getting a lot of those, those nuisance notifications. So you can adjust the barking sensitivity. <laughs> it's funny talking about a feature called barking sensitivity. It's, uh, this is meant for, for pets, of course. You've got to remember that. The device is, uh, I told you, 22.5 centimeters tall. 12 centimeter base. Now you can't secure this. There is three M adhesive tape on the base. So if your dog may come up to it and be curious and try to knock it over, the tape will more than hold it into place. So no risk about your dogs knocking this over. When I reviewed it, uh, I set this up in our living area so that uh, I could see the dogs pretty easily. And when we used this, the dogs were curious about it, but Ziggy, uh, my older dog, He's really sent. He doesn't like loud noises. He even if he hears a, a mobile phone ring, he'll sort of he'll walk away. He'll sort of go. He'll leave. So the noise of this, a sort of little whirring sound, that kind of scared him at first. But when he realised there was food coming out of this thing, he came back pretty quickly. So he actually got over his fear. He knew that, hang on, if I hang here, I'm going to get food. So they learned pretty fast. Logan, the younger, crazier dog, I think, he, was, he wasn't caring. He was up there sniffing it around, trying to find out what was coming out of this thing. And he was uh, gobbling up the treats as they came out of it as well. So they, they enjoyed it. It was really good to be able to talk to them. They took them it was amusing to see them trying to work out where my voice was coming from. So that was a bit of fun as well. You can even capture photos. Photos and videos if your dogs are doing something particularly cute in front of the Furbo camera. So you've got also that ability as well. The Furbo, it's 400, no it's not, it's $359, 359, $359. Bucks. It's available from Furbo.com and Amazon Australia. I put the links in our full review and you can read that at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand, and they've introduced Orbi. This is the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and super-fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi across the board. I'm asked every day, how do I improve my Wi-Fi? This is how you do it. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, 
Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. On the Tech Guide Help Desk this week, we've got a couple of voice bites. Yes, you can record voice bites. If you go to Tech Guide, you'll see, if you're in the, inside a story, you'll see on the right-hand side, you'll see a picture of me, and it says, got a tech question, and there's a record button down the bottom there. Click on that. A little window opens up. Sign up to voice bite. You can easily just use your Facebook credentials, and you'll be recording in no time. If you're on the home page, you'll see it there as well. There's a there's a, a, a banner on the in the middle of the page. Similar setup. Press that record button, and you'll be able to ask me a tech question that I will answer here. This I will answer it right here on the Tech Guide Help Desk on the Tech Guide Podcast. Our first voice bite this week comes from Kathy. What's the best SIM card to use in the UK and in Europe? Great question there from Cathy. She's obviously planning a little trip. So what we're going to say there is, well, there's two things you can do here. If you're a Vodafone customer in Australia, as I am, I'm a Vodafone customer, and whenever I travel to more than it's, – it's, this is available to more than 55 countries – I use their $5 a day roaming. That means if I'm in one of those 55 countries, I can use the plan that I already have, the data, unlimited calls, unlimited texts, send, make and receive calls for $5 a day. So on top of my monthly plan cost, I pay 5 bucks a day to roam using all the features of my existing plan. If you're a Vodafone customer, Kathy, that is the way to go. If not... There are some solutions. There are plenty of telcos that work across all of Europe. Companies like Vodafone, so you can get a Vodafone SIM card in Europe. Orange, there's a few companies that have presence across all of Europe, not only in London, uh, in England, but also in Europe. So that would be my best advice to, if you're not already a Vodafone customer, maybe get a Vodafone SIM card when you get there or a SIM card from a carrier that will work across Europe. And that way, get yourself some decent data rates while you're there. Our next voice bite isn't as much a, a question, but it is a comment. I did receive a question on my 2GB segment last week talking about Windows. He, well, let, let, let's listen to the voice bite from Lee and we'll talk about it. Hi, Steve. I believe Windows 10S is the sucky version <laughs> of Windows because it locks everything down. The question I had on 2GB was about a, a, a customer buying Windows 10S on their, on the, I think it was their Acer laptop and they were unable to install Chrome and all these other apps. And the reason for that is that Windows 10S is, as Lee so eloquently described, the, let's call it the base version of, of uh, Windows, and is pretty much locked down. And, and it is usually found on really cheap laptops and desktops, keeps the cost down for the customer. But if you want to then download whatever you want, including the browser you want, you've got to update Windows 10S to Windows 10 Pro or the Windows 10 full version. So you've got to pay a little bit of money, and that will then release the shackles so that you can install things like uh, Chrome browser, which is what our reader was talking about. So uh, they are the help desk questions, and you too can be on the Tech Guide podcast in our help desk if you record a voice bite. We will give you preference to be on the Tech Guide podcast. You can send us an email as well, but voice bites, didn't that sound really cool? That could be you as well if you want to be on the show. You want to read more about all of those things we've spoken about on the Tech Guide help desk, you can find them at techguide.com.au. <laughs> 
And that is the end of our show, the end of episode 305. Thank you for listening. You can read about everything that we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we've just described how you can send us a voice by really easily now through the Tech Guide website. Or if you want to go old school, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. Uh, the preferences will be given to the voice bite to appear on the show. A special thanks to go out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also a shout-out to Norton. This is the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thank you for listening, everyone. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 